All right, gang, let's jump into this shit. Uh, but before we get rocking and rolling, uh, I want to show you guys something. Podcasters, you can't see. And you know what? It's probably better that you don't. That right there is a tumbler full of monkey motherfucking 47. God damn. That tumbler of alcohol right there. It makes me better than you. At everything. You don't seem to quite understand. Gang, go fuck yourself. I just got an ESPN update. Pele has died at the age of 82. Gang, holy shit. Let's tip one back for Pele. God damn. I One of my first sports, T-ball was my first sport. Soccer was my second. Football was actually the third sport I ever played. Holy shit. Who did not idolize Pele? Holy shit, balls, gang. Hold on, let's... Fuck the monkey 47 bit, but it does make me better than you. Just, just know that. Whatever bullshit that you're drinking, it, it shut the fuck up. You're not better than I am. Okay, hold on real fast before we get to today's show. Where's my ESPN app? I completely fucked this up. Tell you what. Let's go to Twitter. Let's go to Twitter. Uh, R.I.P. A legend. Damn it, Jim. Brazilian legend Pele passed away at 82. One of the greatest. No, the greatest. Yeah, God bless America, gang. Ugh. You know what? That man lived a phenomenal fucking life. He absolutely, positively shaped. If you are Gen X or older... You looked up to Pele playing soccer. So let's start off today's show with some bad news. Pele has passed away. Thank you, Pele. Now, fuck the alcohol, but it does make me better. Pele is no longer with us. That is sad. But gang, before we jump into today's show, again, I have not heard back from YouTube on my monetization status. But my Patreon list of patrons is growing i don't know what the procedure is but i always respect privacy i have not maybe i should ask i don't know but for the two new people that have uh hit my patreon list i want to say thank you so much again it means a lot it does it does it does i never thought for two seconds i would ever be in this position like again p this is the tumbler that, that you, you hooked me up with. That is the tablet. People are giving financial donations. People are giving me advice on how to make this show better technically. For all of you, I honestly and truly want to say from the bottom of my one-sided ball sack, thank you so much. I am honestly touched. I, I'm sitting here some fuckface who drinks too much talking shit in his house said, hey, I'll do a podcast and YouTube channel. Next thing you know, I've got a small following, but thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Now, gang, let's just jump into today's bullshit. Let's have some more honest critiques on some of the stupid crap that comes out of a Christian's mouth. Now, again, always like the things. Always share the things. I need you to comment on the things. Let's do it to all the things. You want to know why? I want a Christian to hear this, and I know they do from time to time. And for the Christians that are listening, I 100% acknowledge that this sounds harsh, but I'm going to use your line. This is the kindest message I can possibly give you. If there's one thing that Christianity has been pretty much immune to in the States, it has been criticism. And now Christians, you are getting constructive criticism. Oh yeah, there's some people that's going to sit up here and just call you flat out names. Uncle Bobby tends to throw in a little actual criticism to your arguments in between calling you a fuckface. But you need to hear this because at the end of the day, the beginning of the day, and the middle of the day, Uncle Bobby is kicking the actual factuals. I do not have a degree in philosophy. I do not have a degree in theology. I've got a degree in Uncle Bobbyology, and I just kick it straight up. So I'm going to give you guys my honest critiques on some of this shit that I that I listen to online that reflects my childhood and my young adulthood as a Christian. All that stuff. Now, buddy, just sit your ass there. Back on topic. But before we jump into some of these fucked up ass videos, gang, I want to address something that was told to me months ago by one of my Christian followers on Twitter. I don't know if this person listens or watches my shit, but I remember he once said, you atheists need to get a, you know, a new routine. You guys say the same thing. And I was like, uh, it's because we keep responding to the same shit. And Christians, this is what makes this frustrating. It's because you guys have been told these answers before you have, but you don't listen. You don't want to listen. You are stuck, not just to your script, especially with apologists. They've got a flow chart where one answer must necessarily follow another one. Take like fuckface side Tim Bruggenkate, right? Again, you may think that he's an extreme, but he is not. Sai has a unique talent, and that is to ask, and he has the patience to ask, and I've seen him do it. I saw him try this shit on Aaron Raw, and Aaron gave him the fucking stiff arm, Jack. He proceeded to ask the same question for about a half hour straight, and no matter how many times Aaron answered it, he would answer, he'd ask it again. <clears throat> you want to know why? Aaron did not give him the answer he needed to go forward in his flowchart. And he would accuse Aaron of, again, go look that shit up. It's on Dogma Debate, David Smalley. I, I jerk off to that fuck because it was the first time I saw someone have the patience to play the presuppositional game. He, let's just say, is two plus two, six? Aaron would say it's four. Is two plus two, six? No, it's four. Is two plus, and it just kept going. It kept going. And when he said, you haven't told me it's six. He's like, I know because I told you what the actual answer is. Okay. Is two plus two. That's what it is. And that's the frustrating part about this discussion. Christians, let me pull my screen down. 
You guys have been told what the answer is. Your monkey ass just won't listen, right? And again, just just think of all again like atheism. You and that's what makes this not frustrating but insulting. You have been told what the definition of atheism is, but you have to ignore that definition to play your doo doo ass game. Now, the single worst YouTube moment I've ever had to endure was talking to fuckface Joseph Abraham. That dude is a piece of shit. And he's not a piece of shit. Am I harassing him? He's not a piece of shit because he's a Christian. No. Regardless of what religious hat he wore, he would have been an asshole. If he becomes an atheist, I guarantee you he will continue to be an asshole. He's just a fucking asshole. Right? And we sat there and we were about 15, 20 minutes into the interview and he starts talking about atheism is the fastest growing religion in the world. And I'm like, dude, pump the brakes. Atheism is not a religion. You know what he told me? Atheism is a religion. It's like, I don't think you heard a word I just fucking said. I just told you that atheism is not a religion. He said, yes, it's a religion. I'm like, dude, you were on the horn with two atheists and we just told you that it's not a religion. You know what he said? It's a religion. Again, Christians on this level, why do you bother talking to anyone at all? You're just sitting there monologuing with an atheist on the other end. You don't listen. You don't want to take in any new fucking information, right? So again, these videos, I will openly admit to you, gang, it, it's repetitive. But our answers, Christians, for the one that may hear this, our answers don't change because your script hasn't changed. And what makes this entirely too frustrating is you've been given the actual answers. And when you guys continue to repeat this bullshit, it just makes you sound dishonest. Now, gang, let's see what the first one up is. Okay, you know what? I know what this one is. And actually, I do believe it'll be Tuesday. I actually booked a discussion with Chris, a Christian. This should be fun. If I'm not mistaken, one of the things I forwarded myself, it's a talk on objective morality. And I've, I will continue to tell you, I don't give a damn about objective morality. I don't. Because the first thing that a Christian will always do is either rape, the Holocaust, or the slave trade. It was the slave trade objectively wrong. Was the Holocaust objectively wrong? Is rape objectively wrong? I don't care. Call it whatever. Was the Holocaust pumpernickel and fire trucks? I don't care what you call it. At the end of the day, your fucked up ass word game, your need to be the last person standing during a debate does not change the bottom line. Whether your God exists or not does not change the bottom line that the Holocaust happened. No Holocaust survivor was ever made comforted because some fuckface Christian apologist like, look, I know what happened to you and your family was all kinds of fucked up. I know you're the only one left and you're going to live the rest of your life with the most fucked up ass memories, but I need you to take comfort in the fact that I can call it objectively wrong. That has never brought any Jew an ounce of fucking comfort. So again, I don't care. 
I said it about rape or any other crime or I don't give a shit. But the, the topic of objective morality, it is ego-based. It is. Some topics are so weighty. They, they take up so much space that the only thing to talk about is the actual topic. But Christians are so desperate and so addicted to being right that they bring, they bring light. They make light out of these fucked up ass human atrocities. Now again, the first one up, if I'm not mistaken, is fuckface William Lane Craig. And I can't stand his fuckface. So it's his fucked up ass you know, reasonable faith, the blase, the glavenoidal fucking processes. He's a fucking PhD in fuckfaceology. Let's get this queued up. Roll the tape. Because you see, none of these Wait. things is obligatory or forbidden. And it's just, animals are not moral agents. When an, a lion kills a zebra, it kills the zebra, but it doesn't murder the zebra. Pause the tape. Here we go. Here we go. Playing word, that to me is a word game. Call it murder, call it whatever the fuck you want to call it. At the end of the day, the zebra stopped converting oxygen to carbon dioxide. I don't care what you call it, because I already know where he's going with this bullshit. Because the reason why I afforded myself this bullshit, in two minutes, he explains why on atheism, there are no objective moral values. Again, who gives a shit? But again, he's like, just roll the tape. When a great white shark forcibly copulates with a female, it forcibly copulates with her, but it doesn't rape her. Because you see, none of these things is obligatory or forbidden. And it's the same on naturalism for human beings. These are just ingrained sociobiological patterns of behavior that evolution has put into us. But they're not objectively binding. The rapist who chooses to flout the herd morality is doing nothing more serious than acting unfashionably. He's the... Pause the tape. That's what I'm talking about. Go fuck yourselves. But yet I'm the one who's harassing? Did you guys hear what this animal just fucking said? No, fuck nuts. It's not that the rapist is just simply acting unfashionably. No fuck nuts. The rapist committed a fucking crime. And in my opinion, the worst fucking crime there is. That's it. Again, apologists, Christians, would you say this to get to the face of someone who was just raped? Seriously. Actually, I know you would because I've seen fucking Jeff Durbin do it. And, and what may, I told you, what makes me mad about Durbin is that Durbin is a legit black belt in combat style Taekwondo. And I've heard him say it. I mean, I know the rape may have been uncomfortable. I know you may not have liked it. But is it object? Who gives a shit if it's objectively wrong? It happened. And this fuck face, you see his fucking face right now. Right? He's acting unfashionably. No, fuck nuts. He didn't act unfashionably. He committed a fucking crime. And the worst one there is. But this is you, Christians. In order to be the last person standing. Because again, I've gone in on fuckface William Lane Craig too. And I've had his little termites come out of the woodwork and tell me to back down because he's a respected researcher and philosopher. 
I don't care. When you make light out of a human atrocity, fuck you. Roll the tape. Sort of moral equivalent of Lady Gaga. Uh, what? I would step with the herd. No, no. But there really are no objective moral oh, values no, on no. this view. Equivalent of Lady Gaga. Uh, out of thing unfashionably. He's the sort of moral equivalent of Lady Gaga. Uh, out of step with the herd. But there really are no objective moral values on this view. Pause the tape. Did you guys catch that? He's no different than Lady Gaga being out of step with the herd. And the worst part about it, his crowd laughed at that. They thought it was fucking hilarious. But I'm the asshole. I'm the person who's doing harassing right now. You can't be serious. Objective moral values. And that's what you guys want to talk about. Again, motherfuck me, who am I? I'm a big fat nobody. I told you, the heroes in this story, again, in my case, it's the women. Because I'm a woman, so I don't teach dudes. I'm getting hopped in a motherfucker. I'm getting mad. I'm glad I got this video out of the way first. The other ones are going to piss me off too. Robert Reed, go fuck yourself. That is belt, hashtag unprofessional. The real soldiers in this story are the women. Do you have any idea the spine it takes as a small woman to approach someone that looks like me and trust me at the time a total stranger let me go fuck yourself I don't even know where I was going with that I'm so mad oh yeah I, don't, I mean seriously it, it pisses me off but this is again this is what you, no, that's where I was going with that good job alcohol but this is what you guys would rather do Christians You'd much rather sit here in a fucking lecture hall and go for cheap applause lines, right? Well, the rapist is just being unfashionable. He's no different than Lady Gaga being out of step. You have never taught a self-defense class before a day in your life, have you? Unless you're fuckface Jeff Durbin. The only thing to say about rape is that it's fucked up. Then the second thing you go to is you're like, I know that sucked and I'm so sorry. Is there any way I can help you? That's it. That's why I said this is an ego-based discussion. Apologists, you're so concerned about being the last person standing that this is what you do. You make light at what out of... I keep responding to the same shit, Christians, because your monkey ass won't learn. Roll the tape. Now think of what that means. That means that an atrocity like the Holocaust wasn't really wrong. It was just a... Pause the tape. This fuckface has now done the double whammy of fuckfacedness. He's made light out of the Holocaust. Now he's made light out of rape, and then he made light out of the Holocaust. Hold on, just rewind that just a little bit. Roll the tape. Atrocity like the Holocaust wasn't really wrong. It was just against the herd morality. But as Darwin himself pointed out. Pause the tape. The Holocaust was not really wrong. How is this not being flagged for harassment? Seriously, Christians, would you say that 
to a Holocaust survivor? Would you say that to their family members? Would you? Because again, if you would say that, I want you to know you suck at being a human. I've listened. I did not know this. I, I didn't. But there were two people in particular. They're older than I am. One of them had literally direct experience with the Holocaust. Right? The other one did, but was a little bit more removed. And I'm sitting here listening to them tell me stories. And gang, it was so sad, I couldn't even cry. It was like... I, I did not know that was possible. Christians, seriously, could you sit here and listen to those stories and say, well, I mean, it, it's, it's just out of fashion. It was just, you know, there's nothing really wrong with it if the Christian God does it. Again, and if you say, yeah, Robert, I would. Then again, I stand by what I say. You suck at being a human. Seriously. Would you step to a rape survivor's face and say, you know, it's no different than Lady Gaga just being out of step. It's not really wrong. And if you say, yeah, Robert, I would tell the rape survivor that. Then I would say, please go fuck yourself. But that that's where you guys are. So desperate. Again, I, I, we're not making it do this tape. Roll the tape. If you rewound the film of human evolution and started anew, a very different type of creature might have been. Okay, you know what? Pause the tape and end the tape. I'm done with him. They do that all the time, right? You know, what if evolution would have turned us into like the Nazis instead of not the Nazis? What if it's like fuckface I Tim Bruggenkate? His entire argument hinges on the word if. <clears throat> Gang, I can play that game too. What if I did not deal with chronic pain? I'd probably be in a better mood all the time. I wouldn't need a cane. I wouldn't be talking about surgeries. That's if I wasn't in pain. Well, you'll never guess what. That if does not affect actual reality. I am in pain. And I got to deal with it. You're right, fucknuts. What if we all were Nazis and the people that didn't like the Nazis were the actual minority and this entire planet turned into the Third Reich? Would that be right or would that be objectively? Okay, when you go to bed at night, Christians, you can sit here and think of all these effed up ass scenarios. Okay, knock yourself out. But you'll never guess what. That does not affect what actually happened to the Nazis during the 40s. As it turns out, the majority of us said, yeah, we're not a fan of that. So we went and we fucked them up. Again, that was disgusting, Christians. That was absolutely disgusting. And right as I said that, you know what just happened? Some Christian just said, Robert Reed believes in absolute moral values because he said the word absolutely. Word games and being morally disgusting. That's all you guys have. Because at the end of this, please remember, gang, you're trying to prove that their God exists. Instead of saying, oh my God, there he is, right over there. The grumpy looking dude, the white guy with the beard and the sandals and shit. There, there's my God. No, instead of doing that, like I do all the time, right behind me, that's my mother. There, I just proved my mom exists, bam. Instead of doing that, what do Christians do? Again, 
How can you be good without God? If there is no God, what's wrong with rape? If there is no God, then the Holocaust was just unfashionable. Pizza sleeps fast under the West, therefore the mudge. How do you think you got here? Look at the stars. That's all you guys have. Instead of just saying, right there. This is what you guys do. Now, gang, what's the next one? Oh, gang, let's do this one. Oh, this one's going to be terrible. It is Kirk, Cameron, and Ken Ham. Right there, right? I don't even have to play the tape. You guys know that this is going to be intellectual buttfuckery. And gang, when I say buttfuckery, I'm not talking about the sexy, sexy, vibrant kind where there's a buildup. Both of you know what you're doing. You loosen your partner up. You set the mood. You do what you got to do in the blase and the glavenoids. No, no, no. When I say this kind of buttfucking, I'm going to go, and you just like spit on you, just shove it in. Then your partner turns around like, what the fuck are you doing? You know what your response is? I don't know. You just watch the porno flick. It's like, oh, it's got to be that easy. Please go fuck yourself. That's the kind of intellectual buttfuckery I'm talking about. You Again, this is what I'm talking about. This is the repetitive nature of this discussion. Christians, you have been told about evolutionary biology. You have been given the definition of evolution by actual evolutionary biologists. People with PhDs, people who are educated on this topic, but you don't want to listen because that means you would have to change your script. Right? I remember it was uh, the... Um, the Rationality Squad debating Kirk Cameron and Ray Comfort on evolution because, yeah, that was productive. Now, neither Brian nor Kelly are PhDs. They're not biologists, but they were repeating what actual biologists say. And one of the arguments was, you know, Kirk made the claim that there are no transitional forms. And Brian was the one who said, you could not be more wrong. Yesterday, transitional forms. Right now, everything on this planet is a transitional form. Tomorrow, there will be transitional forms. Gang, we, what we see as humans right now, there's not going to be what we see 5 million years from now. We will be transitional fossils one day. That's how the shit works. That is actual science. God, I hope so, so I don't sound fucking stupid. And that's where we got the term crocoduck. Because that's when fuckface uh, Kirk Cameron said, well, if evolution is true, when do we see the crocoduck? And gang, one of the best, about to belch. I just belch, hashtag a professional. One of the single greatest responses ever was Brian's. Because again, go back and listen to that clip. You hear Brian in disbelief, under what he thought was under his breath, Oh my God, what a numbnut. Well, this numbnut is now going to sit here with someone who's an even bigger numbnut, Ken Ham, and these two numbnuts together are going to talk about in today's world. Pause the tape. Evolution. Now, before we roll this tape, I'm not an evolutionary biologist. Now, this is not Uncle Bobby fishing for compliments. This is just the actual factuals. I, I'm an average student, right? It's just not my strong suit. You tell me to memorize something here and you told me to write it down on a piece of paper over there. It's not my strong suit. 
And I remember being very frustrated early on because I would study and get not a good grade while someone would just fart near the textbook we were supposed to memorize and get like a 95. And I remember I literally came up with this saying for myself like in the sixth grade. And I said, half of being smart is knowing what you're dumb at. There's nothing wrong, gang, with being an average student. But I knew that in order to get a C where everyone else got an A, I would have to work five times as hard. And that's to get half the result. Admitting ignorance is the beginning of true learning. Admitting that you don't know means now you can go find the answer. That's how I approached school. I had to. These two guys did not get the message. They have both taught to PhD level evolutionary biologists. And they both say, you're wrong. I read Genesis. So gang, we are not making it through this tape. We're just not going to do it. But we're going to try to go as far as we can. So buckle up. Roll the tape. The teaching of evolution of millions of years has permeated the world and many people have been indoctrinated to think that that is science because the word science has been used for our technology and the word science is used for evolution of millions of years and I find even many pastors think you know what I believe in technology of course we do um, so I believe in science yes I understand that um, therefore I, I have to believe in evolution because that science is the same science pause the tape already this is like when I talked to Chris last week or earlier this week uh, on the topic of people being transgender. And Chris continued to say, I don't, th their demand is like, there's no demand. You're being presented with new information that trans people are good to go. You can either accept it or you don't accept it. Well, they're demanding that. I was like, there, there's no demand. There's no demand. Where they're demanding I do it or there's going to be... You're right. There's going to be consequences if you fuck up. That's life, Jack. Well, their demand is like... Then I just stopped. There's no demand. But in order to say on his script, he had to use the word demand. My point is, it has been explained a billion times over that evolution is not a belief. It's not. You hear Ray Comfort do all in his Man of the Street style interviews. When did you start to believe in evolution? When did you become a believer? Because they're trying to put religious faith and evolution on the same plane. And you can't do it. Ken Ham, Ray Comfort, Kurt Cameron, they've all been educated on this topic. More importantly, they've all been corrected. Evolution is not a belief. It is a, it is a foundational pillar of modern science. It is a theory. But what did his monkey ass just say? It's a belief. Roll the tape. It's not the same science. Hi, I'm Kirk Cameron, and thanks for joining us for a special YouTube exclusive with Ken Ham. Ken is the founder and the CEO of Answers in Genesis and the Creation Museum, as well as the Ark Encounter. Uh, Ken, it's so great for you to join me today. Thank you. Hey, great to be with you, Kirk. Ken, I've got some questions that uh, 
I get asked all the time, and some of these questions I wrestle with myself, and you're just the guy that I wanna talk to about this. Uh, Ken, you have spent so much of your life dealing with dinosaurs, the flood, evolution, the book of Genesis. Uh, can Christians believe in evolution and millions of years? Pause the tape. I'm gonna answer that question before he finishes it. Can Christians believe Christians can accept evolution. Now, he's probably going to say, can you be a believer in evolution and believe in the Bible? Here's the Uncle Bobby take before Ken Ham says something that's just rotten. Christians, I don't think it's a good idea that you hold on to this belief that you are sinful. There's no such thing as sin. Grow up. I think that's emotionally detrimental. But Uncle Bobby's not over here like Shang Tsung. I'm, th this isn't Mortal Kombat. I'm not snatching up souls. Be a Christian if you want to be a Christian. If you think you need a God to be better, again, I'm happy that you are currently not over here trying to burn down my house. And if a belief in God is what's doing it, great. Great. But your belief over there, like Neil deGrasse Tyson said, if you need it for your spiritual nourishment, Bam. Again, go to the all-you-can-eat buffet of Christianity, but leave science alone. Your Bible does not speak to science. It just doesn't. Accept science. Believe in your religion. Roll the tape. With regard to the age of the earth. Well, you know, there are Christians who do believe in millions of years, and I'm not saying they're not a Christian, but I will say they're undermining the authority of the Word of God the idea of millions of years came out of atheism of the 1800s, uh, where atheists said... Pause the tape. It came out of... Ath no. No. Again, atheism is not a religion. It's not a dogma. It's not a set of beliefs. The only rule to being an atheist is that you're not allowed to believe in God. If you say you're an atheist, but you believe in a God, you're doing it wrong. Okay? I get millions of years... It's actually billions of years. When we talk about the age of the earth and the universe, it's actually billions, if I'm not mistaken. Hit Uncle Bobby up in the comments so he doesn't like a stupid butthole. Back on topic. Just because something is consistent with doesn't mean that's what it is. Again, I know atheists that believe in tarot cards and the blase and the glavenoids and spirits. And even in afterlife. But again, stop it. Evolution is not atheism. Atheism is not evolution. Big Bang cosmology is not atheism. Atheism is not Big Bang cosmology. He's been told that before. My average student ass even knows what all that is. Shut the, roll the tape. The fossil layers were laid down millions of years before man, uh, but the fossils are full of death, uh, diseases like cancer, abscesses, and so on. After God made man, he said everything is very good. So if you believe in millions of years, you're blaming God for disease, God for death. The Bible blames our sin. Pause the tape. Isaiah 45, 7. You guys know that one. God is responsible. God created light and the dark. He created goodness and the evil. Again, Christians, you can't sit here. It, 
Stop it. You're lying. At this stage, you are absolutely lying. God is responsible for everything. He's the Alpha and the Omega. Nothing goes on without... But what about this? God didn't do that. that that's all. Look at the size of that wasp gang. Holy shit. Roll the tape. For death. Death came after sin. You can't add millions of years to the Bible and be consistent. Why do you think that evolution is such a popular belief? Well, you know, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And if you go back to the temptation in Genesis 3, uh, the devil said to Adam and Eve, did God really? Pause the tape. We're going to go a little bit further, but he's done. You're done, son. That, that, that. <laughs> Gang, he's talking about the snake, the serpent. We're having a scientific discussion and a grown ass man is bringing into the discussion a magical talking snake. Where do I go from there? Where? How is this man taken seriously? Neil deGrasse Tyson, Big Bang cosmologist, he's, he's fucked up. He's wrong. Lawrence Krauss, uh, Richard Dawkins, they don't know what they're talking about. It's a belief. Now sit down and let me talk to you about a snake that with magic powers that spoke perfect English to two naked people and jukestepped them and made them eat a magically cursed apple. Do you guys not realize that the majority of people in this country just heard what Ken Ham said and said, amen. The fuck face is talking about a snake that talked. You should be afraid. Roll the tape. We say you can be your own God. And because we sinned in Adam, we have that nature. We would rather trust the word of man than the word of God. And so therefore, if we're not looking to God's word and letting him speak to us and believing what he said, you know, our nature is... But pause the tape. That's the problem, Ken Ham. How many tens of thousands of denominations of Christianity are there? How many... Again, this Christian right here says the Garden of Eden actually existed. This one over here says it's a metaphor. It's an analogy. Right? We have to listen to the word of God. Whose word of God? Yours, Ken? Westboro Baptist, your your Easter morning, Sunday morning, just garden variety. Which one of you's got it right? Well, Rob, you got to go to the Bible. Shut the fuck up. You all go to the Bible, and you all sound remarkably different. So again, this, we're not making. We are two minutes and twenty eight seconds into a video that is almost eleven minutes long. There's no way we're making it. Roll the tape. We want to explain things on our own, uh, by ourselves. We don't want to listen to God's word. And if you're not going to believe in creation as, as the Bible tells us, then what are, you going to, what are you going to do? You've got to come up with some sort of evolutionary ideas of explaining things. And I think even many Christians have succumbed uh, to that temptation to take man's beliefs and add them to God's word. So... Do you believe that God created the earth in six literal days? Or are those days ah. symbolic for longer periods of time? Well, we've got to look at the Hebrew language. 
and let that uh, word that God has there in Genesis, which is written in Hebrew, uh, speak to us. And the Hebrew word yom, uh, translated day, okay. can have a number of different meanings. Okay, pause the tape. I've heard this one before, right? Again, do you actually believe in a six-day creation? Then you hear, well, Robert, you have to take it in context, the blase and the glavenoids. You know, day has got a lot of it. There's yesterday, there's today, there's back in the day. I don't know what bullshit he's going to spin. Let me break it all the way down. In reality land, a day is 24 hours, fuckface. That's it. it it's kind of, You know what he's going to do? He's going to do what's popular now. Because when I was a Christian, and yeah, Christians, I used to be a Christian, despite what you think about me. Leviticus 18.22 was crystal clear. If a man lies with a man as he does a woman, what they both have done is detestable. They are to be put to death and their blood is on their own hands. That's it. That is it. You know what the modern day tap dance is? That's not what it actually meant. See, that word when translated to ancient Hebrew, then Italian, then Sanskrit, then Old English, then Spanish, then Tex-Mex. Then you just make some shit up. What it actually meant was, don't rape little boys. That that That's what apparently Leviticus says. And again, if that is true, Christians, your God is the most bumbling communicator. Because what apparently what he meant to say was, don't rape a little boy. But for how many hundreds of generations of Bible readers, it literally says for two dudes don't have butt sex. That's what it says. But apparently what God meant was don't rape little boys. That's what he's getting ready to do. He's going to come up with 500 different definitions of the word day just so he can cover all his bases because the actual answer is this is sitting on some bullshit. Roll the tape. If you look up a Hebrew lexicon, a Hebrew dictionary, it'll tell you in different contexts, it can mean different things. But if the word Yom is connected to a number, evening, morning, or the phrase evening and morning, or the word night, it always means an ordinary day. And if you look at each of the six days of creation, we have evening, morning, number, night uh, for day one, connected to the word day, and evening, morning, number for each of the others. So in context, and any Hebrew lexicon you get, would give you the example of when day means an ordinary day is for each of the six days in the creation week in Genesis 1 because of the context and how they're written. And then correlate that with Exodus 20 verse 11. In six days, God made everything. In okay, earth. pause the tape. Again, if we don't come to the same conclusion as Ken Ham, we're going to burn in hell, be tortured forever. And God's word is so crystal clear that you need to be fluent in five different dead languages. Then you need to cross-reference what's in Genesis with fucking Exodus. Then you need to cross-check that with what's in Revelation. And then you have to make up in your own mind what Ken Ham will agree with so he can tell you that you're not going to go to hell. Okay? It's real simple. It's real simple. Here's Uncle Bobby. 
don't drink gasoline. That's it. Well, Uncle Bobby, what do you mean? Don't drink gasoline. It's lethal. Don't drink it. You put it in your lawnmower, you put it in your car. You put it in your, your, your jet ski, you put it in the water ski. Whatever the fuck, the jet ski. That, that's what gasoline is for. Do not put gasoline into a human body. Period. Well, Uncle Bobby, what about the context? I don't think you're listening to a word I just said. Do not ingest gasoline. Repeat it back to me. Uncle Bobby said, don't drink gas. That's it. That's all you need to know. Right there. I am more benevolent, but how do you say it? I'm not even drunk. I am kinder than the Christian God right there because what I just told you doesn't need any translation. There's no hermeneutics. There's no Uncle Bobby apologist. There's no if drinking gas is wrong, then pizza is bad. Shut the fuck up. I just told you don't drink gasoline. It's just that simple. In order to understand what's in the Bible, you get you got to be fluent in all kinds of different languages. You have to understand hermeneutics. You got to do all this bullshit. And if you don't come to the same conclusion, you're going to get tortured forever. Keep in mind, gang, I'm the one who's harassing. Kurt Cameron has 83,000 followers on fucking YouTube. That means he's making money on this. Listen to the bullshit that they're kicking. Roll the tape. Pause the tape. Can you tell I'm pissed off about losing demonetization? Or losing monetization? Roll the tape. Is where our seven-day week comes from. Yes, they have six literal days if you take God at His word. So, so if that's true, then then why are there so many evolutionary creationists? I mean, why wouldn't people who are Christians just be- pause the tape? I'll tell you, because it's really easy to get laughed at when you sound fucking stupid, and it is because I used to sound just as stupid. Because yes, it is stupid. At the two minute mark, we had a grown ass man who's probably 20 years older than I am, who straight up said a snake spoke. We've got two grown ass men talking about a magical garden where two naked people populated the entire earth. You need that in between. It actually reminds me of someone in my, gang, I gotta burn my place of work down. I'm about to belch. It didn't come up. Wait. I just belch. Hashtag unprofessional. There's someone at work. She has said it. Pastors have said it. And when, again, I'm not a biologist. I'm not. I'm not that smart. But I know more than enough to trump someone who thinks the world was created in six days. And they, they've all said the same thing. God created evolution. Evolution is possible because there's a God. The earth is actually 14 billion, or the universe is 14 billion years old. It's because God, they have to play that in between, right? They're playing it safe. It's Pascal's wager for this bullshit, right? My God exists, but evolution is real. My God exists, but Big Bang cosmology is real, right? They're playing both sides. 
You're lying, Christians. You're lying. Roll the tape a little bit longer. ...that the Bible means what it appears to mean and go with something that is now stretching everything out over millions of years. You know, I think in today's world, the teaching of evolution of millions of years has permeated the world, and many people have been indoctrinated to think that that is science, because the word science has been used for our technology, and the word science is used for evolution of millions of years. And I find even many pastors think, you know what, I believe in technology, of course we do, um, so I believe in science, yes, I understand that. Um, therefore, I, I have to believe in evolution because that science, it's the same science. Uh, it's not the same science. The science that builds our technology is based on observation. Okay, yeah. pause the tape. Yeah, just stop speaking English words. Out of your mouth, tin ham. Again, Christians, put your money where your mouth is. Don't you dare. Evolution is a foundational pillar of modern science. It's actually a foundational pillar of modern medicine. Now, gang, Uncle Bobby's going to completely this all the way up. But I remember listening to a talk from an actual medical doctor, and he explained how evolution and medicine walk hand in hand. Now, again, this is my interpretation. This is not what he said. Again, C student here. So this is how I had to translate what he said. So imagine virus X sitting right here. Podcaster, just act like you can see where my hand is sitting. Go fuck yourself. And this virus is traveling north. Now, we may not have seen this particular virus, but we've seen like its first cousin. We recognize, you know, some of its, let's say, inner workings. Whatever, the blase and the glaver. Again, I'm fucking this all the way up. A lot of you are smarter than I am. Tell me where I fucked this up. Back on topic. So it is traveling north. Now, because we kind of see its inner workings, and we've seen like what its first and second and third cousins can do, we know that eventually that it's going to travel north, and now it's going to veer northeast. So... <clears throat> Based on evolution, we realize this virus is going to evolve. It's traveling north and it's going to eventually veer northeast because it's science and science has predictive capabilities. Did I say that right? I think so. What is that? Back on topic. It's got predictive capabilities. So we realize there's like an 80% chance it's going to veer northwest. So we can meet it here with medicine, with treatment, because we know it's going to evolve into it instead of a north traveling virus to a northeast, east, east. I'm not even drunk. East traveling virus. So we can cut it off here because we realize this virus is going to evolve. I completely fucked this up. And if you know what I'm talking about, hit Uncle Bobby up in the comments so he can learn. Again, Christians, I would put your money where your mouth is. Don't you fucking dare. If you get sick, you go to a goddamn doctor. You rely on evolution every single moment that you breathe. It, again, we rely on science to do what we do. I am talking 
to people who are literally not even in the United States right now because science is robust. Let's listen to what else. This is the last thing I'm going to listen to from Ken Ham. I am now dumber because I listened to Ken Ham talk to Kurt Cameron, and I don't have a lot of brain cells to give up. Roll the tape. Yes, and I find even many pastors think, you know what, I believe in technology. Of course we do. Um, so I believe in science. Yes, I understand that. Um, therefore, I, I have to believe in evolution because that science, it's the same science. Uh, it's not the same science. The science that builds our technology is based on observation, experimentation, repeatable uh, experiments, and so on, using your... Pause the tape. In the tape. Gang, again, I know this. Maybe Ken Ham is a better hustler than I am. You know what? Let's look up the people's iPhone of knowledge. Come on. All right. Ken Ham net worth. Gang, it's on the internet, so it has to be true. A net worth of nearly $54 million. Now, let's say, now I sound like Ben Shapiro. Let's say that is highly exaggerated. Let's say Ken Ham's net worth is $900,000. Ken Ham's net worth of $900,000 is based on bullshit. Again, he has been told. They all love to hang their hat on the word observational or, obs or observe. Like as in, Uncle Bobby is observing a tumbler of Monkey 47. Please go fuck yourself. It's the same thing, gang, as my brain just farted. Two, three, four, four sneezes. Buddy, that's all you got? Step your game up. What was, oh, it's like, wait, let's just get back to observe. Buddy, two, three. I don't know what he's allergic to, but he's sneezing. Back on topic. There is a difference, gang, between the layperson's definition of, of observe. I'm observing the people's, I, look at my mom. Did you see my mom? Look how beautiful my mom is. Again, all in I ever need to hear about anyone about my mom is that my mom was beautiful back on topic. There's a big difference between the layperson's definition of, of observe and the scientific definition of the word observe. No, no, it 54 million years separates us and dinosaurs. Did you observe the 54 million years? Like as in, are you looking at it? No, I did not. Well, that's not the scientific theory. Therefore, it's... No. When science... Again, hit me up in the comments. I know I'm close, but this isn't exactly it. Scientific observation includes like mathematical formulas in blasé and glavenoidal processes. It's been able to start here and use a scientific process to observe going backwards. Right? But again, Ken Ham has already been get look at buddy. But and 
<laughs> he does this a lot. Buddy likes to turn a circle to pretty much do the exact same thing he was doing north, but now his head is facing south. Are, are, you, are you comfortable, dude? He's pretty comfortable. Now I have to move uh, this tablet. Thank you so much, P, because, uh, buddy, okay, because <laughs> he's comfortable. Back on topic. Ken Ham, we're, we're done with that one. Ken Ham has been told, gang, what that is, what that means, that there's a difference between, it's like theory, gang, I, I hope I'm awake for it, what time is it? In six hours, the University of Texas at Austin, gang, a, a, quick side note, quick side note, someone at work, and I always find this weird, because again, the, the only person who I ever tried to impress was my mom. Someone at work, true story, found out that I played at Texas. Gang, that was 30 plus years ago. And I got all these questions. I don't even know where I was going with that. But it, real, it was like, what was your best game? When did you have the most tackles? And I was, I was like, I don't remember. I, I'm, I'm just a guy. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm Carrie's kid. I was just around my, my family last week. Over the week for Christmas, not a single person used the word Robert. I told you, the only people who know me as Robert are the people who know my football career. I'm Chris. Where was I going with that? I don't remember where I was going with that. Who gives a shit? But again, that was fun, I think. I was like, yeah, who's the best guy? I was like, Dude, I don't remember. I know I played. I, I, knew, I think I was pretty good, and that's just it. I, where, where was I going with that? I was signing off with Ken Ham. You want to know why? Ken Ham is a fuckface. Let's just say that. Okay, let's just move on. Let's move on. Again, I got one more for y'all. Which one do I want to do? So there's two of them from Greg Kokel. I really don't know where I was going with the football story. Gang, I don't. I will tell you this. I will tell you this. I told Uncle Bobby had a horrible relationship with sleep. Pretty much since he was a teenager. But I had vaginal rejuvenation. I actually did. Look it up. I just like to say I had vaginal rejuvenation. It's the exact same technology and the exact same equipment as vaginal rejuvenation. But it can fix sleep apnea and insomnia. Last night, I got a little bit over seven hours of sleep. One thing that I'm not used to are dreams and nightmares because I don't sleep until recently. I had a nightmare last night and it was all kinds of fucked up. And so I didn't know I was going with that either. Man, I'm just venting. You guys are my therapist. Thanks a lot. Now I'm just talking shit. So maybe I'm just a little fucked up because it, it reminded me of who it is I used to be. Gang, let's just say Uncle Bobby had a temper. Yeah. And I became that guy in my nightmare. And I remember who I used to be. I was like, <clears throat> I don't like that guy, like, at all. So I always worked to keep him way the fuck down there. I don't even know where I was going with that. But you guys are my therapist, so I like talking to you guys. Let's get on this to this. Okay. Greg Kokel. Gang. Holy shit. Now, I saved the big guy for last, even though there's lots of videos, but I don't want to make this a nine-hour-long tape. 
the daddy of Christian apologetics, fuckface Frank Turret, and fuckface Greg Kogel. Because they sound just alike. Now, on my road trip to Louisiana, I listened to uh, Seth Andrews, <clears throat> and he got Aaron Raw, Shannon Q, all, him at Meta, and he was talking about, and the topic was, oh, and Tracy Harris. Oh, I love Tracy Harris. It was their most annoying Christian apologetic tactics, right? Tactics or whatever the fuck. And I, <laughs> on the ends, I was like, I should be on the show. And they all had these big fancy words. And again, I'm not on that fucking level. But I was sitting there, I was thinking, what is my most annoying Christian apologetic tactic or whatever the fuck? And it's this dude. It, it's him, Turek. All, when you're smart enough to defend a PhD, a thesis, a dissertation. When you're smart enough to defend that and earn the title of PhD, but you're so fucking stupid that you need definitions for word like good. I hate that. And that's fuckface Greg Google. No matter what you ask him, no matter what challenge you bring him. Ooh, I mean, what do you mean by that? What do you mean? Okay, if you are a 70-year-old man and you need to know what good means, you are dangerous. Either that or you're just lying. I can find a 7th grader to give me a basic definition of the word good that is satisfactory for everyone in the room. You only do tactics when you're talking to someone that you don't agree with and you need a strategy to lie so that you can beat them in a... It's like fuckface William Lane Craig. You use tactics when your only mission is to be the last person standing in a debate. Now, there were a lot of videos that I forwarded myself, but we're going to stick with this one. Aren't some unbelievers sincerely seeking the truth? And it's fuckface Greg Kokel with some lady named Amy. I don't know what they're going to say. This one is going to cause a stroke. So pray for me. Let's get this thing queued up. Or not. Maybe. Why isn't it pulling it up, gang? This is... Okay, hold on. Something's wrong. What is this one? Gang, something's wrong with my... I forwarded myself something, but it's not working. Let's try this on this side. Hmm. Interesting. So I, I see that... Oh, you know what? Let's try that. YouTube. I'm touching it like I do everything else, but it just won't... Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, let's try audio. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, nope, nope. Uh, over the horizon. Let's try this. I hope. What is this? Is this it? I screwed something up, gang. 
Okay, you know what? That was super anticlimactic. I don't think I know how to pull this up. So, we're going to go to this one instead. Hold on. So, I have, again, I've got several from Greg Kokel. Okay, let's go with this one. I wanted to end with that, but now we're going to try something else because I fucked that up. Sorry about that. Greg Kokel, what is the best argument against theism? This one should be a stroke inducer anyway. Roll the tape. Well, this is a little bit difficult to answer uh, in one sense. It's easy in another sense because there's so, so little to choose among. It's difficult because characteristically, people do not offer arguments against theism. They offer complaints against God. Pause the tape. What's the difference? We do offer arguments against theism. Like when you tell me your God exists. I'm like, well, first, what's a fucking God? I've got no idea what you're talking about. And so when I like bring me the Omni package. All knowing, all loving, all powerful. I, I will tell you that cannot exist. There's my argument against your version of theism. You've got a three-pronged chair. Loving, powerful, all-knowing. Did I say that right? Those three things cannot exist in the same body. They can't. Example. Did God know that the Holocaust was going to happen? Yes, he did. Was God powerful enough to stop it. Yes, he was. Well, if he did not stop it, there goes all loving. Out the window. No Christian apologetic bullshit. If you tell me that he loved the Jews enough to stop it, and he's powerful enough to stop it, but he didn't know it was coming, there goes all knowing. Right? It, it's impossible for the Christian God to exist. There. There's my argument against your theism. It is what is he going to say, right? They are they complain about God's. Blah, 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 blah. I can do that too, fuckface. But again, let's see what he's got to say. Roll the tape. God and against the Bible and against religion, but they don't offer straightforward kind of arguments against theism. And one of the reasons is is a lot of atheists don't think they need to. They think that atheism is the default position. That their view kind of is the standard view. Pause the tape. It is. Atheism is the default position. You think I'm bullshitting? Ask Greg Kokel, is Xenu real? He'll laugh, he'll joke, that's ridiculous, the blase, the glavenoids. The moment you say, and I know Christians, you don't like it because atheism is a four-letter word to you guys. The moment you say you don't believe in Poseidon, Xenu, Thor, Ogun, Oshun, name the God that you don't believe in. Welcome to the club of atheism. It is the default position. We withhold belief until belief is justified. Roll the tape. Even though less than, I think, 2% of the people in the entire world, the population of the globe, hold to that view they still think it's the standard view and so they they bear no burden of proof and so generally they do not try to argue in favor of atheism and therefore directly against 
theism. They just raise complaints. Uh, I just pause the tape. I just argued for atheism. Again, the moment you say you don't believe in X, congratulate. Look, look at Buddy. He doesn't care where he is as long as I'm holding him. As soon as you say you don't believe in X, you are an atheist to X. Roll the tape. Don't move. Go to the bathroom real fast. Just listen to fuckface Greg Kokel. I'll make an observation that a complaint against the Bible or a complaint against religion or a complaint against Christians is not an argument against God. Just so you don't get those confused. Those are different things. They may be legitimate challenges or points in their own arena, but they're not arguments against God. If you want to disprove God, you have to deal with the, 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 the assertion or the proposition that God exists and then give reasons why you think that the, that the proposition God exists is a false one. Um, so for, in, in dealing with that issue, I've heard very few arguments. In fact, most of the arguments amount to arguments that those are the, 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 the foundational challenges to that notion are, are attempts to show that something about the belief in God is, is incoherent and is contradictory. Uh, maybe the term God is incoherent. No. Pause the tape. He's absolutely right. God is a timeless, spaceless, immaterial, disembodied mind. I will be 100% honest and tell you I've got no idea what that means. So you're right, that is incomprehensible. Again, time and space is how we measure existence and save all your arguments about quantum this and quantum that. I'm taking the actual factuals, roll the tape. He knows what we're talking about, but it's curious that people have written books against this thing that nobody knows what we're talking about. And I don't know how you can write a book about it if we don't know what we're talking about here. So I don't think that's going to work. The best argument, I think, and, and, and pause the tape, we are arguing against God's representatives. Again, from what we've read in the Bible versus you put that up against the likes of a Greg Kokel, Frank Turek, the Christians that bang on my door and tell me I'm a horrible person. You balance that out with just your everyday Christian. Then we got to come up with some sort of balance and say, that's what a Christian is. Because again, until your God comes down here and makes it crystal clear, Christians, that's what we're left with doing. So yes, we are writing books based on God's representatives, based on the shit that we read in that Bible. If, you're, if it's that important for your God, again, say a prayer. God answers prayers. Have his monkey ass come down here and clear this shit up. Roll the tape. And I actually think this is the best attempt that I've heard. I don't think it goes through, but it's uh, different forms of the argument from evil. It is uh, the best in terms of being an aggressive challenge. That is, it's an attempt to show that there's an incoherence or a contradiction in the Christian worldview. Um, and that is an ag aggressive type of defeater. If it goes through, that Christianity is falsified. Um, it also has tremendous rhetorical force and great emotional appeal. That is, it's easy to pause the tape. So again, the argument from evil. When an atheist comes with that and puts that shit on the table, we are pointing out the high contrast. We are talking about the contradictory nature. Again, you cannot tell me that your God knows that 
this horrible event over here is going to happen. You cannot tell me that your God is powerful enough to stop it, but he chose not to. Now we have to talk about, is God a slave to his knowledge? God knows something bad is going to happen. He wants to stop it because he can't. God just became a slave to his foreknowledge. Again, when we talk about the problem of evil, and of course, body wants to come back up. Again, that's what we're pointing out. And you're right. It kind of disproves your God. If I tell you that I'm six foot three, then you put a tape measure on me and I'm five foot 11, I'm apparently not six foot three. Again, I'm not all loving, but I gave everything I had to a dog trying to kill itself on South Lamar. That lady got her dog back. I got a trip to the goddamn emergency room. I'm not even all loving. Your God could have used his fucking Vulcan mind power and were like, don't kill the dog. And levitated the goddamn dog back into the car it ran out of. Bam, problem solved. Right? But he didn't do it. So again, yeah, when we point out the problem of evil, Christian, that is a problem that you need to solve for us. Roll the tape. No, before we roll the tape, before we end this tape, saying that God gave us free will, blah, 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 shut the fuck up. That's a stupid argument. Roll the tape. Characterized evil in the world in graphic ways that make people react to it. And it is also something that people feel deeply in their hearts because they have to engage the problem of evil themselves. They have to deal with evil in their lives. And so consequently, this is a, this is a very, very powerful challenge to Christianity. Now, I think it can be met, and there are lots of ways to answer it. There's the deductive problem and the inductive problem. The one that most people are familiar with, the deductive problem, has been largely abandoned by philosophers because they know it's been answered. Uh, that is, that there's a contradiction between the idea of there being a, a good God and a powerful God and evil existing in the world. That's what I because just said. That it's possible that there can be a morally sufficient reason for God to allow evil for a season. And, uh, and, and that is, of course, the biblical worldview. It's a piece of the puzzle. It's part of the story, but there's a resolution. Pause the tape, and that is a stupid part of the puzzle. You know what? Pause that tape in that tape. It's all the same bullshit. Go fuck yourself. We had a, a model of perfection in the Garden of Eden. There's, there was no sin before, of course, a talking snake. Eh, shut the fuck up. Free will existed in the Garden of Eden before the snake, right? Everything was perfect. We've got a model of perfection in, uh, in heaven. Apparently, there's no sin in heaven, and our free will will be intact. There's no crime, there's no rape, there's no murder, there's no lying. We've got two models of perfection and free will. Which brings up the obvious question, what the fuck is this right here in the middle? You mean rape, murder, slave trade, holocaust, the Atlanta Falcons, pineapple, and all this stuff exists. With free will, but there's a way God can make it happen. We've got two examples of that. But apparently Jesus is going to come and shut the fuck up. Gang, Uncle Bobby has only given you actually one big motherfucking problem. So as a result, Uncle Bobby's going to give you one big motherfucking solution. 
Christianity, shut the fuck up. Same shit coming out of a different butthole. Right? <clears throat> Two, three, four, five. Five sneezes out of buddy. Hip hip hooray. There's nothing that I play for you guys that has not been thoroughly addressed and debunked by people infinitely smarter and more educated than I am. The problem of evil, evolution, objective morality, all this stuff has been talked about before. But again, you guys are not interested in an actual back and forth. You're not. You've got a script. More importantly, you've got a flow chart. And even, and again, not me, not some dumb bastard like me, but when someone who's quite literally PhD qualified to give you an actual answer and you guys get the answer, it rolls off your back like a, you can't be serious. And you guys just continue to say the same shit over and over and over and over and over again. Whole branch of science called sociology. Christians, if you want the answer on why rape is wrong, you'd ask a sociologist. You wouldn't ask William Lane Craig. You want to know about biology? Talk to fucking Jay Bundy. But no, you guys want to sit here and you want to bring up Ken Ham. Because yeah, that guy's got all the answers. You cannot be serious. Actually, yes, you can. Now, the video that I did not bring up it was at, uh, Christians giving the answer on why atheists don't believe in God. And it was between Greg Kokel and another Christian. You know what was missing from that entire conversation, even though I haven't heard it yet? And I guarantee, you know what was missing from that? An actual atheist gang. Because they know. The moment you bring someone like me in, hey, big guy, why are you an atheist? Oh, I'll tell you, because I don't believe in your God. Period in the story. You know what they, were, they would tell you? You know there's a God. You're just suppressing the truth and unrighteousness. Shut the fuck up. Christians, there are truly times where I wonder why you even bother to have a conversation in the first place. Christians on this level, <clears throat> you are not interested in an honest back and forth. You want to push an atheist through your fucked up ass flow chart. That's why you guys keep repeating the same shit. We don't give you the answers you need to progress. And you know what? You're not getting it out of me. If you want an honest conversation, hit us up. Until then, I'm going to strongly suggest you just stay in your fucking, you know, echo chamber and jerk off all over yourself no matter how you own the lib, but in fact you didn't. You guys talk when instead you should listen. Gang, the big guy's held you long enough. He's signing the fuck off. Jen and Truth, let's go.